Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. The Pope at the Crossroads. An estimated 1.5 million young people from all over the world packed a riverside park near Lisbon, Portugal, on August 5 to celebrate World Youth Day with Pope Francis and pray, sing and dance for peace and love in our troubled times. This was the 15th World Youth Day celebration since Pope St. John Paul II started it in Buenos Aires, Argentina, in 1987. It has traveled around the Catholic world since then, Santiago de Compostela in Spain in 1989, Sestachava, Poland, in 1991, Denver, Colorado, USA, in 1993, Manila, Philippines, in 1995, Paris, France, in 1999, Rome, Italy, in 2000, Toronto, Canada, in 2002, Cologne, Germany, in 2005, Sydney, Australia, in 2008, Madrid, Spain, in 2011, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, in 2013, Krakow, Poland, in 2016, Panama City, Panama, in 2019, and Lisbon this year. The Philippines holds the distinction of having hosted the largest gathering of human beings ever to assemble in one place to pray for peace, 4 million, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, and listened to Pope St. John Paul II as he called on the Filipino youth to become the light of Asia and the world. This record has yet to be surpassed. My family and I, and many families we knew, became part of that humongous crowd and have since followed the wood celebrations in various parts of the world. In 2005, my three young daughters, Erica, Michaela and Gabriella, joined the Ninth Wood Celebration in Cologne, Germany, and came home with the most moving memories of their meeting with Pope Benedict XVI and the friendships they had made with other young people across the globe. The Wood experience helped to build the foundation of their daily Christian lives. Like St. John Paul II, Benedict XVI became a devoted patron of Wood. In 2008, he brought the celebration to Sydney, where a couple million pilgrims from Australia and New Zealand received him with great devotion. In 2011, he presided over one of the most elaborate wood celebrations in Madrid, Spain, where he announced nine official patron saints for the occasion, Pope John Paul II, three years before he was canonized as a saint, and Saints Isidore, John of the Cross, Maria de Cabeza, John of Avila, Teresa of Avila, Rose of Lima, Ignatius of Loyola, Raphael Arnaiz, and Francis Xavier. It was here that the German Pope announced that the Spanish mystic and patron saint of Spanish diocesan priest St. John of Avila would become a doctor of the Church, an honor conferred on only 34 saints in the 20 centuries of the Catholic Church. Benedict XVI led the youth's following of Wood to New Heights, but he had to remind them that the Wood celebration was not a rock festival, as many in the West seem to see it, but the fruition of a long exterior and interior path. It is a common journeying of the young with God, and toward God. In Lisbon, Pope Francis had the opportunity to renew the message of his predecessors. With 700 bishops and 10,000 priests in attendance, he called on the young to follow their dreams and not be afraid of failing. As young people, you want to change the world, and it is good that you want to change the world and work for justice and peace. The church and the world need you, the young, as much as the earth needs rain. Do not be afraid, the Pope said. At the world-famous Shrine of Fatima, the Pope prayed in silence before a statue of the Virgin Mary who was said to have appeared before three shepherd children in 1917, prior to the famous miracle of the sun, and left them a message for the whole of mankind. In a text later published on X, formerly Twitter, the Pope said he prayed for the church and the world, especially for countries at war. 
The problems of the young clearly dominated the Pope's agenda in Lisbon, but the problems of global war and peace continued to press on him. In a recent article in The Atlantic, the American Vaticanologist John Allen Jr. reported that Pope Francis has taken a position on the war in Ukraine that puts him more in line with Beijing, New Delhi and Brasilia than Washington, London, and Brussels. He reportedly wants to end the West's continued armament of Ukraine and negotiate an immediate ceasefire. According to Allen, Francis has vaguely alluded to undertaking a peace mission to end the conflict. While the world's liberal democracies have castigated Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine, the Vatican has not, but has on the contrary suggested that Russia had acted on genuine security concerns. This seems closer to Russia's position saying the invasion was a self-defense response to the attempt of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, allies to encircle Russia with hostile forces after the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991. The Western powers, through U.S. Secretary of State James Baker, had assured Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev that NATO would not move one inch eastward after the end of the Cold War. This was unequivocally violated. Should the Pope take an active position on the Ukraine war, it would not be the first time the Pope has done that. Pope Pius XII, the Pope during the Second World War, was staunchly anti-communist and was referred to by some as the chaplain of NATO. His influence reached many leaders and governments, and necessarily affected the outcome of the war. There are now 1.1 billion Catholics around the world. Their governments have no obligation to consult the Church on political issues. But they cannot possibly ignore an 86-year-old Roman pontiff leading the global call for international dialogue and peace. Fstat at gmail.com